This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast, where we talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno, and Maya Salon McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. Right, we're back. That's it. We're doing it. Week number seven thousand. <laughs> I don't know, what is it, 300, 400, 700, 179, maybe? 179. 179. That might be right. I'm not sure. Yeah. So this is part two, week two of our three-part series, uh, looking at some technical aspects of uh, Aikido, and specifically the breakdown that we use in our school for uh, training purposes. Those who listened last week will recall we talked about... <laughs> Tai Sabaki, um, sort of the, the body organization aspects of our training. And this week, uh, did we decide on Kumiuchi? Kumiuchi. We're going to talk about Kumiuchi. So. Um, and it should be good. Kumiuchi, I think, is the one that most people will be most familiar with, mm-hmm. right? Like, that mm-hmm. uh, I think most people will have the co- biggest connection with because it's where m- we most Aikido school schools spend the majority of their time yeah it's the most obviously identifiable recognizable aikido stuff i think so uh let's just jump right in uh, uh so kumi uchi uh st- struggle methods mm-hmm. um so it's it's all of the stuff that we like all of the the stuff that we do in Aikido, like the the form, all of the stuff that the forms are giving us, all of the the sort of meaty meaty parts. You know, of it's it. weird because it is and it isn't, and and I I catch myself doing this a lot when I'm I'm talking about what things are, and and I don't like it, and I'm trying to stop doing it, but I'll often say it's the techniques, but that's not really at all true. So like if you look at what the forms are teaching us. The forms are teaching us lots of stuff about positioning and lots of stuff about um, distancing and lots of stuff about the tactical ideas we should have. They're teaching us lots of things, but for whatever reason, we all just look at... We boil it down we to... We boil it down to Kumiuchi. To the, like... Yeah. And I think that's because, like, that's what happens in movies and stuff, and that's what we imagine you would need in a, a real-life situation. Yeah, and I think people need, like see martial arts as like doing stuff to people mm-hmm. and so we think about it as this is the part where i actually do something to someone this is right. right this is where i twist them or i yeah right. poke them right. or i and so that's whatever. all they see is yeah. that, that that like okay well this form is telling me how to pin this person or right. twist them up or throw them or whatever and, right. and we're see, we're missing all the other pieces that you're saying are also there right. right within within the form and i mean that makes sense because when you're looking at a form right um, you could be studied like as you're doing the form, you could be putting emphasis into uh Taisabaki, Kumiuchi, or Aiki, right? Like, or all three. I mean, if you're doing it correctly, you're putting it into all three. Um, but we tend to, like you're saying, focus on want that one thing. Yeah. So, you know, the 1980s, I think, were a, were a terrible time for this. Um, and, you know, it comes before that. It's just like, to me, it really kind of boils down to the 1980s. And there was this mentality that, like, 
techniques were the special thing like so a way you twist something a way you punch something a way you do whatever and and that's what people thought differentiated martial arts a martial artist from someone who just fought mm-hmm. is a martial artist who knew these special yeah, techniques they do, right no, I think that's true. My, I think that my dad, I think my dad has that. Yeah, all old people think <laughs> you that. You know, like, like I yeah. mean, I definitely think that he thinks, you know, that there's this like, yeah, those guys know some some secret, secret sauce. Right. And, you know, there, there's a, 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 a tiny, tiny bit of truth to that, like in the sense of like, you know, if you had a technique that no one had seen before, they would have no defenses for. And so if you had a, you know, if you trained like, let's say we look at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, if you had some kind of sweep that you did and um, you practiced it at your school with your guys all the time and they created lots of defenses for it and you created a good game for that sweep, when you played that sweep against someone in a tournament who had never seen it before, you would dominate them with it because they wouldn't have the vocabulary with right. that as yeah. like you do, yeah. you know? So there's some truth or to if, it. But if, if uh, you were playing outside the con- the context of that even more so, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. So if you go into a, a bunch of guys who are only wrestling on the ground and you start kicking them in the face and they've never dealt with that, then it's going to be like, whoa, or vice versa, you know? Right, right. And you can see how that mentality really breeds more of that same mentality because it's like once you've been dominated by that guy at the tournament who did something you had never seen before, then you go, shit, we need to do our research. We need to all, right. get, you know, and then I gotta I, know that technique. Right. And then everybody else goes, well, now they know our technique, so we have to find a new one. So it's like this chasing the the secrets kind of right, thing. Right, right. But what people races, don't, don't yeah. get is that the techniques found in Aikido are actually a basic set of techniques. Like, they seem like they're a special set of techniques. And, and you know, it, it's one of the things people say is like, oh, you know, um, Aikido techniques are so esoteric and weird. But for its context, they are the techniques. Like, right. they're just the basic Well, and also I techniques. think the reason that people think that they are uh that they're special or unique or crazy is is not because of the techniques but because the way the techniques are approached right so it's the aiki part of it and not the kumiyuchi part of it that people are actually intrigued by or that people and and the techniques the techniques uh unravel the way that they do because of the other stuff that we're that we are studying because of the taisabaki and the 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 aiki portion of it that that's why the techniques come off the way that they do um and so i think you're right but people don't really that's a hard thing to differentiate so you see kumiuchi as like um some basic groupings of stuff you're going to need for the end part of Aikido, the, the struggle part. Um, that's not like necessarily like specially selected, like um, fancy stuff, but it's just like, here are the basic ways that things might play out in this kind of context. Well, let's just run through them. Let's, I mean, let's just run through the groupings. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, <clears throat> you have the Kyo Waza, which is Ikkyo Nikkyo Sankyo, Ikkyo through Rokyo, or whatever set of Kyo you guys use, that's the Kyo Waza, and those are the principles. Um, and those principles are used in lots of ways, and it, it's 
I think a lot of times people say they're um, controlling methods or they say they're uh, submission methods or uh, joint techniques, but those are all incorrect descriptions of them because they actually are the core principles for uh, like the situation where we get into struggle that you have to have. So like, and they're used everywhere. So, you know, that the Kyowaza is also used again in other Kumiuchi. So like, as we get into other Kumiuchi, you'll see the Kyowaza again, because they're so core and essential, you can't get around them. Then you see the Nagewaza, and those are the projection techniques. Uh, then you see uh, Atemiwaza, which are striking techniques, Bukiwaza, which are weapon techniques, Osekomiwaza, which is uh, takedown and um, pinning techniques, Hodokiwaza, which are escape techniques, Doriwaza, which are holding techniques. Did I miss any? I think that's all of them. There's seven. So. Yeah. yeah. If I said seven, I got wrong. <laughs> there you go. I didn't count, so. I didn't either. <clears throat> um, yeah, grabbing techniques. Uh, and so all of those obviously uh, are you can pull out from the the forms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, so and you, the way that we look at them is kind of in that in that context. The the thing is, you know, for the forms, like the forms are not kumiuchi. The forms are training methods. Like the forms are rinshu, and right. and the rinshu is training a ton of stuff and so like i think it's it, it's easy to see the kumiuchi that it's teaching if you're familiar with it it's easy to see the tai sabaki it's teaching if you understand aiki it's it's you can see the aiki in them um but like there's also like a set of tactics and strategies um and and methodology to how we should look at aikido that's taught in the forms as well mm -hmm. and i think that's just kind of glossed over all the time i don't think people so are looking at so you kind it. of this is a weird metaphor but um you kind of see the the forms the, the training methods as like um if all of the, if uh, Aiki, um, Kumiuchi, and Taisabaki are like all food groups and then all of the things under them fall are different kinds of foods, then the Renshu is like a, a salad or a sandwich mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. a, some yeah, kind yeah, of like, a, good yeah, like a, I think that makes sense. Uh, a, you know, a grouping or like a, um, a, a whole meal. A way to put this. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if, if that's like all the... Um, the ingredients we have and all the spices we have um and right. all the, the 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 cooking technologies we have right you know that was our our systematic stuff uh -huh. then the 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 rinshu is like how the kinds of food we can make right right and we have different ways of putting all those things right. together and learning right, right. These to mix it up and to make, yeah yeah the recipes for what you and yeah it's interesting because so you know i think when we talk about uh kumi uchi Oh, yeah, yeah man. we're really in the Some, race on the race getting, tonight. Yeah, we're watching our uh, NASCAR out here. Yeah. Um, so we we spend most Aikido schools spend a, their the bulk of their time in this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like most Aikido schools spend the bulk of their time working kata, whether it's. Kihon or Kinonagare. Mm -hmm. And I think most Aikido schools would differentiate what they do, whether they they lean more towards Kihon or Kinonagare. Mm -hmm. Can I ask, sorry, if you were going to get into a question, but before we get into that, what, um, so you pulled all of these different groupings of the Kumiuchi out of stuff that you, out of your Aikido learning. How did you decide what groupings needed to be under Kumiuchi? 
like those seven sections. It's all the struggle methods. So anytime you see a struggle in Aikido, then it would be Kumiuchi. And so then they're they're outlined, you know, so like I, I word them and, and group them the way I wanted, but they're basically already there. So a Timiwaza is just striking Strikes. stuff, any, any kind of striking you would do. Um, and, you know, you hear every Aikido school mention a Timmy or talk about a Timmy, and it's just that's the group. Um, Bukiwaza is just the weapon stuff. So if there's some kind of weapon stuff, and, and that would help us in a struggle, you know. Um, hodoki is uh, not as commonly heard um, in more of the older schools of Aikido. You'll hear it, but it's just escape methods, you know, like so Te Hodoki or whatever, but it's just methods of getting out of someone holding you. Um, Osekomiwaza is, you know, Aikika uses the same words. Um uh, but it's just pinning techniques. And like all this stuff, you know, exists, you know, right. through assorted styles. Mostly what I did for my groupings was I just looked at several different Aikido styles and then said, oh, that's the way they talk about this thing that I didn't know, you know. Uh-huh. And what what for you was the importance then of, of breaking them out like that um, and and talking about them? I mean, was it so that you could talk about them each specifically and how they interrelate back to the the thing? Yeah. So the the problem is, you know, like if you, um, you know, so I, I've used this metaphor before. I don't know if it's a metaphor or analogy, but uh, so I've used this before that like, you know, imagine you learn to play guitar through playing a song, you know, and if you had a really good song, you could learn to play guitar by learning to play that song. You know, you could learn chords and you could learn notes and you could learn uh picking techniques, all kinds of things. Um, but at the end of it, if you wanted to use it to do anything but play that song, you would have a really hard time applying it to anything else. And when you want to talk about it and you want to understand it and you want to get better at certain aspects. So if you didn't know that chords were chords, you would just say, well, this part that I do. Mm -hmm. But the second someone tells you that that's a chord and that there's these kinds and there's major chords and there's minor chords and there's diminished chords and, you know, like. You have new knowledge. Right. And that new knowledge allows you to improve your understanding and use those tools in ways that you maybe couldn't use them before. Right. Um, so to me, you know, this is all of my Aikido has been about like tearing all the pieces out to see how they actually fit together there's know? a real power in naming you know yeah and having true. words for things and then once you're able to do that then you can mix and match as you as you please where before it's just this thing and that thing and makes it difficult to talk about yeah so i remember uh you know very early on um you know we didn't even have really names for a lot of the the tiny hanko the body positioning it was just sort of like okay you do this this thing you know and they would show it or whatever um and then and then there started to be some things okay this is a triangle this you know um but it was a while before it finally and now like looking at people who are learning it who i'm teaching it to so much easier than having to do stuff because as we're beginning to get into forms i can just say that's an outside turn that's an inside that's right. turn. That's, right. yeah. that's a you're gonna do a triangle, and everyone knows what it is, and they can do it. And so there's not a bunch of t of, of time going like, okay, no, in this one you switch your feet the other right. way, you yeah. know. <laughs> um, and understanding there's only six of them, it makes it a lot easier than thinking there's an infinite number. And 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 being able to to put them in generalities where it's like, 
well, this teacher does this way, and this teacher does that way, and this teacher does this way, and those are three different things. When you realize, like, no, they're all doing 90s with different emphases on different parts of it, mm-hmm. it makes it easier to learn the technique. And realizing that the 90 position is what's key to that technique, and the emphases are just for different concepts that are different situations those teachers are imagining working through, mm-hmm. right? And then, and so, you know, pull, pulling them out and doing stuff like, um, you know, actually talking about Ikkyo as a principal lesson as opposed to uh, a part of a form, right? Right. Um, you begin to understand each of those things for the the completeness of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, instead of just what it's doing within a, a specific form, you realize like, oh, this is the purpose of Ikkyo. Right. Right. Ikkyo is doing this specific thing. It doesn't matter what form. Uh, you are doing it as a part of that's what it is doing it's suppressing that elbow or right right and and what josh is saying i think is super important and i I do not think most aikido schools get this that when we say the word ikkyo most people imagine a set of forms and so they imagine that the ikkyo must look like one of those forms but ikkyo the principle which is what all those forms are showing you can be done in a much much vaster array of situations and is more useful in understanding it that way and when you see it applied that way you will suddenly realize the utility of a technique that before seemed not not so important and also a point that you were making so there's ikkyo which falls under the kiyowaza also falls into the nage waza mm-hmm. also falls into your hodo waza yeah. also so you know it it, it isn't and if, if you didn't have those sort of subcategories, you might not realize. The same thing with Nikio. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that you can use that for, and but only if you understand that there are these these various categories. Right. You know? When I... Uh, uh, I, I So I used to have IkidoStudent.com, which I still have, but I... I I built the website and this was before things are like they are now. And this won't make sense if you understand the internet now and not before, but, uh, I did back in my day. Well, yeah. There I, was, <laughs> I didn't put the, all the videos. I didn't put hardly any of the videos on YouTube because YouTube to me was for demo stuff. Like, yeah. like, uh, like showing other schools what we're doing. That's different. Like, so other people could see it, but, on my site i hosted my own videos Mm -hmm. that were tutorial videos you know and it was like 200 that's what you did did a zillion of them most of those haven't made it up but when i was doing that i made a set on the kyowaza and i think i only made ikkyo through yonkyo at the time but um each one was like a little um uh what ikkyo is how you could use ikkyo um why it was good what it meant you know the whole thing and um i remember when i was making those that i was like wow you know each of these principal lessons um can be used in so many yeah, ways yeah. and like and uh, that's when it really started to dawn to me that well why the kyowaza right. are the principal are, techniques right. like and not just you know oh this is good for twisting someone mm-hmm. and it's like well when you understand it that way it's super limited right right yeah i think and i think calling them you know saying specifically saying like yes principal lessons is important you know because then it, it it's not just the technique you know it's so much more it's the, the the lesson of the thing you know it is it's the the entirety of what's happening when you get a sankyo on someone or or you know, whatever it is ikkyo is always a good one because it's 
such a everybody knows that one well and it's it it is the first lesson for a reason because it's it's everywhere it's ubiquitous (laughs) and and it's funny because i think when i say that a lot of people are like not really and it's like no it really isn't everything you do all the time and you just can't realize it and you know like uh we do a kaishiwaza practice in our school that's like a turnover practice where it's, you know, a really light stand-up kind of grappling over a knife kind of thing. And um, I will regularly see brand new students just get worked to death by Ikkyo. Yep. And it's hilarious because when I showed them the technique, they thought it was kind of stupid. Right. And then when my senior students and them work, I watch them just get destroyed with Ikkyo because it's so functional. Right, because any time that they expose their elbow, you which is constantly you hit it, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it keeps you uh, at a distance. Um, yeah, it's just so you, and it's useful on both sides. I can use it, you know, when I'm uh, creating a fence. If I have a knife, um, it's a perfect spot to grab someone and hold someone. Um, if someone has a hold of me, it's a nice spot to hit them to get them to drive them away from me. Um, it's the only control. reasonable I mean, uh, su- suppression spot when you're at close quarters, which is what I was talking about in those kind of situations. Like it's, you're never going to grab a right. wrist up close because it moves too fast and the shoulder's kind of pointless to, to control, but right, the elbow is can, right. super useful. So you get that arm control that you want, uh, you know, you would want to get hand control, obviously, if they have something in their hand, but that nice split of difference, which is I can control the hand. Or control the arm, making my way to the hand, right. and the place you're going to do that is at the elbow. Right, right. Um, I wanted to ask um, about the atemiwaza and bukiwaza mm-hmm. because I we've talked about this before on the podcast that like a lot of like all of the atemi stuff is our weapons strikes at least the way that mm-hmm. we see them mm-hmm. mostly. Um, so why did you put those separately or what kind of different things are you looking at in each of those categories? So uh, the, the, the natural Atimiwaza is only a small set of the Atimiwaza and those are weapon things. And, and so like what I mean by that is, uh, Shomenuchi, Yokomenuchi, Ski, and, and the, the major variations of those like Yaku Yokomen, right? Or in the variations of Shomen. Right. Um, so that's not all the Atemiwaza. That's simply the common building block Atemiwaza. And those are all weapon strikes. Um, but there's also all kinds of little things we do, like little elbows we put in here, little uppercut shots we do there, like little things like when, for example, when we're coming um, uh, Uchimawari inside turn, the the forearm strike that we do to the side of the body to to keep them apart that's a timiwaza so any of that kind of little stuff is a timiwaza right so anything that's hitting the body and so move off the sankyo a lot of times people put a right exactly right yeah and so we don't talk about those things a lot but it's it's important to understand that those are little things that are useful in there also got it so that kind of covers both the training the attackers and the kinds of attacks that we're looking at um for for taking ukemi and whatever, and then also for the stuff that we're using as the person doing Aikido right. within the context of what we're doing right. in case we need to like make space or something. Right, exactly right. Got it. 
And then so so for for Bukiwaza then um would you say Joe and and Boken fall under that or is that kind of a separate do you look at that separately from like Tonto stuff No it's it it so Joe and Boken in, in my opinion really are are separate systems that are tacked on to Aikido um, and there's several things like this. So I also believe the Sawadiwaza is a separate system that's tacked on Aikido. And I think I could take a lot of um, uh, criticism for saying that, especially considering Yoshiba found it to be so key. But what what we're doing in Sawadiwaza is a different way of looking at something that could happen. What we're doing in Joe is a different way. Now, we can blend those things back into Aiki, and that becomes Aiki Ken, Aiki Joe. But the way we're learning to use the weapons is 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 different. So it's like it's a it's like a separate system tacked on in a way, um, and it's so indistinguishable in lots of ways. And and the cores are so similar that it's not a standalone system, but uh-huh. but it's like that, right? And and so when we're talking about Bukiwaza, we're actually talking about how we use that weapon. So the range of that weapon, the power of that weapon, the um, necessities that are needed to to facilitate using that weapon right mm-hmm. so all this stuff is like what's included in bukiwaza and that's different than a timiwaza because we're not just talking about the striking of the body right we're talking about i don't know if i need to block with the weapon if i need to keep control of the weapon if i need to whatever right so mm-hmm. hitting is something we do with weapons a timmy but we do other stuff with the weapons too and so the the system of learning right. to use the weapon and is it definitely its seems like the flip side of that uh is very important in that when we're talking about Bukiwaza, we're probably also talking about the fact that, like, we are having to protect ourselves from weapon, weapon taking, right? Um, all of those things that are within, you know, right, right. So we, we would also do like disarms and stuff under that. Well, so disarms actually fall under uh, Doriwaza. Uh, so okay. um, it's it's a grabbing method, right? So like referred to like if you're doing knife taking, it's Tanto Dori you're doing sword right. taking it's tachi dori right Got it. um because it's you're seizing the weapon is what you're i'm doing. just saying like you know what i was talking about was more of just the idea of you know um the different weapons and how you would protect yourselves and and how you would disarm them you know, sure right? like so, the specific right, use right. of the weapon yes. right like weapon concepts of yeah right right you know so like if it, it, we'll use a, a crazy example but like if we're talking about pistol right so a pistol and a rifle do the same thing, but the way you load a rifle is different than the way you load a pistol. The way you carry a rifle is different than you carry a pistol, right? And so, so you could say like, oh, they both just shoot things and aiming's kind of the same, but it's like, no, but the weapon has specific requirements that are different than another thing. A sword has specific requirements different than a Joe. Than a God. Tonto, yeah. Right. Where would, um, so would def- defending... Uh, strikes that would fall under a temiwaza, correct? Like are the defenses to showman yokoman, all that stuff. I I I I don't. Okay, so I'm. Uh, it's confusing the way you asked me the question because I don't mean. I, I know you don't mean, but we've got to kind of clear this up. Like, you're not talking about a boxing match, right? No, like, no, no, no. I just mean like the way that you know. So if someone's going to hit me, how do I protect my? head or my body or right whatever. That, that's in a timmy was also because it, it's right. the ways you protect against a timmy yeah. well, we didn't yeah. mention that so i just yeah. want to make sure yeah no i got you it's just it's confusing when you say it that way because it sounds like well what do you do against a boxer oh it's in a timmy was what you do against a boxer is in ike was it's not in a timmy was you know like uh-huh because we don't deal with boxers like that like does it make sense uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. i'm not sure if it would make sense to some of our listeners though 
Yeah, I know, and that's yeah, that's <laughs> why I wanted to make the clarification. So the way we deal with uh, this is this is a really complex way to go around this, but. So when we're talking about a Timiwaza, we're talking about weapon strikes that are going to come in and how you're going to deal with them. Well, we we're, we talk about the type of strikes type. that are fitting for the context. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The type right. of strikes that are fitting for the context. The 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 con the context that's being created through Aiki won't be a boxing scenario. Right. So the I-key actually is what handles the boxing. If you found yourself in a situation where you couldn't use the I-key to stop a boxer, we don't have defensive answers for that. The answer is to use Bukiwaza or to use uh, Nagewaza or to use whatever, right? Right. Got it. Yeah, so those, those questions are answered in different parts of our approach. Yeah. I mean, so we're in Kumiuchi when that... So, mm -hmm. It's complicated. So when you're, when you're talking about a boxer, right, we're not going to box a boxer. Right. But that doesn't mean that they can't force us into a range that they can do the things they want to do right. to us. Right. So when they do that, our answer is not a, a, a Timmy answer. I mean, we could hit them, That's but that's not how we're probably going to solve the problem because they're better at a Timmy than we're ever right. going to be. Because the assumption is that, that they're the more powerful than be us. Uh, Aiki or Taisabaki. Right. Or some well, well so some... let's say those fail. I mean, so yeah, that, that's the first the first tier of answers is to use Aiki uh, and Taisabaki tied In, to the right. Aiki. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then if we can't do that, right? So if we can't do that, and that's what Kumiuchi is answering is when we can't do what we ideally want to do. Kumiuchi Atemi is not boxing at all. Right, right. And right, it's because right. they're better at boxing than we are. So if we tried to do that stuff, it wouldn't work. Right. It, it would make no sense. So the other answers we would have to use is use a weapon on a boxer. Right. Throw a boxer out of range so right, we can right, reset. Right. You know, like right. hold a boxer down so he can't hit us. You know, like that. that's the... Got right. it. So we would use all of the other... <laughs> right. It's just like trying to grapple a grappler. It, you know, if a grappler gets in... in, in if they break down our Aiki, then we should not try to grapple them. Uh, and it's a mistake to try that. What we should do is use one of the other right. things. Use a weapon on them. Yeah. Escape and reset, you know, like. Right. Yeah, so you're always like you're doing the Aikido thing, which is you're fitting around what they're doing. You're That's not right. trying to do the same thing that they're doing, which, of course, the assumption is you could do it less well than they can because they're, the assumption is they're better than you. Right, absolutely. Right, that makes sense. Um, oh man, it seems like I had something and then it's because, you know, the way that we do these podcasts is very, uh, stream of conscious, I think. <laughs> and so sometimes we get off on tangents and then I, I get lost, uh, in what I was going to say. Um, Bukiwaza. Oh, let's talk a little bit about Doriwaza because that's another one that I feel like, um, and I don't know if this is the case or not, but I feel like we maybe spend... A little more time like hitting than some schools might um in terms of, because i think it's so important uh in and the way that you you break down sort of that as well into you know uh dodori tedori and why and, and really working through like why both of those exist i think is a really important thing because we always talk about the wrist grabs mm -hmm. which makes sense because 
there's a weapon in someone's hand, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So we know, okay, wrist grab. But we also have all these other, like, body grabs mm-hmm. that I think for a lot of people probably don't make sense in in terms of the other stuff we're doing. Because if you're talking about, um, hey, uh, someone has a knife, I know why I would grab their wrist. But then, okay, why am I going to grab a shoulder? Or, you know, why do we have the attacks that we do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember kind of fairly recently, and it might have even been in a kid's class and you were, we were going through it, um, just it clarifying in my mind, like, oh, duh, of course, this is why these attacks exist in the way, way that they do. So can, can, can you kind of talk about how you figured that out in terms yeah. of that? Yeah, I mean, you know, getting right dodori for me, which are our body grabs, so that's katadori shoulder grab, ryo katadori two shoulders grab, um, Ushira Ryo Katadori two shoulders grab from behind, Munet Dori uh, lapel grab, Eddie Dori a rear collar grab, and Ushira Kubishima Tedori uh, is a half and half grab. Um, that's a neck choke with a hand grab. Um, so getting what those were is, I feel like was the nail in the coffin to me. It was like, it was like that finished it. Like when I got what was going on, I was like, oh, this is what the whole thing's about. You that, know? that finished like IQ, like the whole system for you. Yeah. Like that, that was the was last the final giant revelation puzzle. I made. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that, that giant piece to me made me completely content. Like once I got that, I was like, oh, I, I get the whole thing now. Because like, you know, I put it together over such a long time of like, oh, it's weapon stuff. Oh, well, because it's weapon stuff, that's why you would have hand grabs. That's why, you know, like, and, and as I started to, to work on the system and kind of have an outline, the dodori never made sense mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. because yeah. they're shitty at controlling the hands. Like they can kind of do it a little bit and, and they're not a bad, you know, it's better than like a bear hug mm-hmm. uh, for, for controlling. A and they're, arm. Uh, yeah, go on. Um, but, but they, they're just, they're not very good for that. Um, and so it's like, why do we really have them? They're because decent transitional things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And well, I mean, and that's like part of the key, you know, so, so I didn't really start to get why they were so important when I realized that what we're doing in Aikido is moving around real fast particularly if there's multiple people, if one of them gets me with any kind of body grab and I cannot instantly clear it, the other guy's going to be on me before yep. I can do anything. Yeah, yeah. And so there's just no way around having to learn to instantly clear body grabs. And so all the stuff we do is like they don't, they yet, they have not yet improved their grabbing mm-hmm. position. Right. And if I don't get free now, then I cannot get free later. Right. And so it's important to have really good skill with that and particularly important when you get to multiple attackers. And I think when I saw it in that light, I was like, that's it because right. Aikido has to deal with multiple attackers. That's one of its key requirements, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you account for multiple attackers, then body grabs have to be taken care of. And that really like just became clarified in me when we were doing a lot of um, box rondori. Right. So we had a small and box. And that's exactly what would happen, right? right? One person would take a hit, even if the you know the the nage had a weapon. First person would take a hit, and he would come grab a body shoulder. Grab. Right. Right. Yep. And even if the, the even if the nage was really good and could blend you know blend out of the way, if he didn't make a really good blend or suppression, that shoulder grab, That's that right. shoulder grab becomes an arm grab, that right. arm grab right. becomes or a body just grab. slows you down enough right. that the other guy and gets you. Guys, yeah. Yep. And even in a situation where it is a one on one 
you know, not multiple attacker situation. Um, Josh and I were sparring the other day and doing a kind of knife Rondori-esque thing. Um, and Josh had the knife and he was chasing me around and I'm trying to get away. And at one point he grabbed me and then with the other hand was cutting at me with the knife. And like, there's a perfect example of like, I needed to clear that really quickly. Otherwise I was going to get cut. And because of the way that he was grabbing me, he had the knife well defended. And so I, I couldn't even really worry about getting to the knife or anything. It was like, you know, free this grab first. Right. And so right. same kind of thing, like, right. you know, momentarily trying to, you know, hold you down to get something else on you. Right. And if you look at the way that you're trained to deal with uh, body grabs, you're always dealing with them as if there was another weapon. Mm -hmm. And if you want to go back to Budo Rinshu, uh, Yueshiba's old training manual from the Kobukon, that book emphasizes that over and over and over. And it's really funny because if you look at that book, you see what the, the foundational ideas were that became Aikido. And there's a section of, I don't know, it, it, you know, I, I, it's on YouTube, actually. You can look it up because Michael Varen and I yeah, did yeah. it, whatever, 10 yeah. years ago or something. But we go through the, the Katadori section, and the Katadori section is really key in that book. And you can tell that it's like everything has to do with they've grabbed you, and now they're going to stab you. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, uh, when we talk about the, the grabs that we have, right, because we have a specific set of grabs and, and why they are. Um, and when you think about, uh, and for people who have done Rondori before and, you know, have tried to chase someone down and grab them, um, shoulder grabs are really uh, something common, that pops Constantly up. common. Maybe you grab the front of the lapel. Maybe you grab the back of their neck as they're they're s sliding away. Um, those sorts of things are really right. really pr common. Yeah, so it's... it makes sense. And and then and then you have uh, you know two shoulders. Well, okay. What happens when you get one shoulder? You improve that position. Right. You know. Um, and so thinking like seeing it like that and being able to understand that like yeah that's those are the things that are going to happen as there's multiple people whipping around you and you're barely miss missing them right um hand reaches out what's it going to grab right. it's going to snag I mean, your shoulder it's going to snag a i don't know how many times for for many seconds and that sounds like not much but when you're moving really fast and it's aggressive seconds are a long time but how many seconds i've watched a uke attached to a nage via the shoulder and just getting pulled all over you know <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. you got a yeah. strong nage yeah. and it's like but the nage it's slowing them down yes, constantly yes. and so that shoulder grab which seems like not much the person can't improve it because the nage is moving around powerfully but the other person is getting closer and closer right. and closer and then it's curtains you know if they can't clear that shoulder yeah, especially yeah and then yeah you you add a second person a third person it just becomes more and more difficult um to get yeah. through yeah i think really the the hadoki's kind of a for me at least learning your system was a real sleeper hit for me like, like a <laughs> sleeper hit, a sleeper hit. Sleeper um, hit. because realizing the importance of a quick breakaway like how amazingly important that can be and and how robust and i appreciate this that like you know we really train like you know, at least knowing like five, six, seven escapes from each position right. and being able to turn from each, one from each grab, from, from each, each grab. grab. Yeah. And, each, yeah. and turning one into the next, into the next, into the next. And, and, and pushing that into your unconscious mind is amazing for, for doing, you know, all of our live training stuff, which is when that happens. Um, I did want to ask though. So like, why did you categorize the Dori Waza um, and the Hidoki Waza separately? 
because they, they seem really re- like totally interrelated two sides of the same coin they are two sides of the same coin but the, i mean that that opposition in nature is important and then also you know dodi was to me also encapsul- encapsulates stuff like um seizing a weapon and and so while hadoki waza is clearing your weapon hand there's there's different kinds of stuff that goes into that and so so to me just uh, having a clear understanding of this is grabbing and seizing and holding um and the other is escaping and clearing and getting free it just it just seems a natural combination you know yeah i think it's important to realize too that like thinking about this right now you know, it's all very kind of portioned or, or separated out, but it's like, we never really talk about it in class like this. Like we're never going like, okay, today we're only doing Doriwaza or today we're only doing Bukiwaza. Like it's always like tastes and, and bits of each. We do it with the kids, the children's. Yeah. Which but I, mean, I think it's important because that's where it all starts, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times it's really interesting because um, I feel like the way that we're talking about this right now we impart to the children uh, more than the adults. I think you're correct. Um, and uh, But it's been super enlightening for me to see it that way, like imparted to the kids that way. Um, and I think doing it that way is, is, is the proper way for them. You know, if any of these kids do decide to stay on beyond their, you know, into their teenage years or whatever, they're going to be so far ahead of anyone else once they start actually being able to do this stuff because um they're just going to have all of the pieces laid out so beautifully for them you know to me you know it, it the difference is like a my job with children is much more to walk them through it because they're children you know like <laughs> right. to really hold their hand and really pull them through it and an adult i i figured they're 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 able to ask to get the things they want. And as those things become more obvious, then I can give them to them, you know? And and there's lots of lessons that, like, I don't teach in general class, but my senior students, as they start getting up in the ranks and start asking questions, I mean, like, some of the questions you're asking now, then it's like, the answers are there if you want them. But, like, right. it just... It, it, it's it's kind of wasted talking about that stuff every class because most people it's unimportant to their regular training. You right. Know? Yeah. I think it's a better way generally too because then it, it encourages adults to be self-guided and kind of you know independent in their learning which they should be if they're adults yeah i mean as they get to the tests they're going to start to realize there are things they need to know that maybe they don't know and and then i get lots you know it's funny as we get towards senior tests i get lots more pulls to the side like hey what could you tell me more about this thing or could you do a class on this i don't know what this is actually it's funny because it, it goes from being like pulling you to the side and going hey can you demonstrate this really quickly or can you just show me or remind me to like can we sit down and have lunch and discuss right, this right, concept? Right. Like the time spent gets longer and longer. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's better that way. I mean, like, because you don't need it until you need it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm just running through my mind of all of the, the ones, and I feel like we've kind of uh, hit on it. What's also another thing that I think is really nice about all of this is that each thing gets its due. So, for instance, pinning techniques. Um, we do a lot of pinning in the forms training mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it exists or whatever. Uh, and there probably is a good deal of talk about it uh, in some classes when they're talking about those te- those forms. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to really pull it out completely and be able to talk about the pins um, and what and and 
what they are doing and why they are doing them in the way that they're doing right. them. Right. 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 Um, which I, I don't think many, you get a lot. And we did a, a video about sort of the Aikido's pins and, and what they're, what they're good for and that. Um, and I think that that's probably eye opening for a lot of people because you never get like people don't explain what it's really for. Yeah. And and truthfully, I think that's just down the line. A lot of times, it's like nothing really gets explained. Like the purpose of things don't necessarily get explained. But having it set up like this with its own you know category of saying like these are our pinning techniques and these are the ways that we pin and these are this that's it. Like we don't do. Right any other pins you're not going to see a top mount in this right in aikido you're not going to see and here is why right you know it was really and run that down really eye-opening so on our second q test that's when we really get into pinning and controlling stuff and uh it was really eye-opening and awesome for me to get to delve into that because up until that point i had done pins and i thought that there was a couple that i was really good at and you know really prided myself on and um, and getting into that made me realize that like, it wasn't just like, oh, here's this weird pin that you might do with this thing, or here's this weird pin over here, like that they're just kind of like, you know, like self-isolated or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing that like, okay, there's two ways that they're going to be when you take them down, they're going to be either facing down or facing up, you know, you're, you're going to, if you are having trouble with this, you can try this. And like, mm-hmm. it, it's all very self-contained mm-hmm. and understanding why we always take them down via the arm is because once again, we're talking about, you know, weapon stuff and, and being able to have autonomy and like, it just kind of thinking through each of those things and going like, there's only so many ways we're going to control the arm and the only so many ways that we're going to, you know, uh, pin them, you know, we're going to pin the shoulder, we're going to pin the elbow, we're going to pin the wrist, like just having those, those categories really opened my eyes to it. and, And it's not that big. Yeah. It's funny, you know, I think because um, I had mentioned in one of the YouTube videos we made that uh, I don't really start teaching pins until the uh, knee cue, second cue. And um, uh, someone had put in the comments like, I don't know why you wouldn't teach um, uh, pins until second cue. Um, pins are a major part of Aikido. And if you're not teaching pins till second cue, what are you teaching? And it, it, it <laughs> it's just hilarious to me because it's like, look, pins are done. But, uh, you know, as soon as you do your first form, you'll do a pin yeah, and yeah, we'll yeah. talk about a pins and I'll try and make sure you have a good one. But you don't understand what pins are for until second cue. And it's because until you thoroughly understand what Aikido is, you can't understand why our pins work the way they work. And right. so it's it's more advanced learning. And it's also, I feel like, a responsibility thing because you will get yourself into horrible situations if you think Aikido is about pinning someone. Right. Absolutely right. And so if I put too much emphasis on that early, then you think that's what's about before you've actually had a chance to taste what the art actually is. It's so funny. You know, uh, I think we've talked about this uh, before on the podcast about like uh, advanced techniques or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, and how it's funny, huh, advanced techniques, like whatever. But uh, it's funny because we would be saying here that like pinning is, is, is an advanced technique in a way, right? It is... In that, like, it is something you do at an advanced level because you don't, you can't understand how to. It's not that it's any more right. difficult. It's no more than difficult or else, special. Right? But to understand, you have to have a certain level of knowledge to understand where it fits into the system right. That's and right. what you actually are doing with it. Right. You know? It's like it's not an advanced technique necessarily because a new person could learn it. Right. You know, just as much as a, you know, third cue could learn it. Um, but it's like the advanced, um, like 
you need to have a, a certain level of maturity right. or, you know, a, like a, a knowledge base. Right. Yeah. So, or yeah, yeah. Ad, advanced concept more than advanced yeah. technique. It, it, it's kind of like when, um, you know, people talk about um, Aikido and, and people will say stuff, you know, like, oh, it takes 20 years to understand what Aikido means. Look, it doesn't take 20 years to like rudimentarily get what aikido is it takes 20 years to convince yourself that that is the best right, way right, to right, do right. things and then once you do that the world's different like your concept of looking at everything is different than it was before and that's the real challenge of aikido that's the real challenge of aikido not shionaga and then that's and exactly then, right, and exactly then, right it's funny because then that's where the work also happens that's like, exactly that's, right that's when the work can begin but most of us never get to that point. Right. Like, right. No, you know. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people that I've had the fortune of dealing with in the last few years who, who've, you know, looked at my approach and, and, and been excited about it. That's the kind of thing I hear a lot is it's like, oh, this has been staring at me in the face. Right, right. But I'm just now seeing it. And like, that's, I mean, it took me 20 years to yeah. get it. You know, literally took me 20 years to get it. Um, and, and so like, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around it and pinning's a baby version of that sure, where it's yeah, like, yeah. it takes a while to wrap your head around why the pins work. And, you know, like I put up pinning videos on YouTube and the majority of the questions about them are really weird because it's like, you know, they think I'm trying to teach a grappling system and I'm suggesting that's the best grappling pin. And it's like, no, it's nothing no, to right, do with right, that. Right, right. Like this is a different, different approach entirely. Yeah. What else? What what were we? I think we, we got went, them all. We, I think. I think I mean, we really so we talked about it. Timmy Waza, yeah. little Kyo Waza, uh, Nage Waza. We didn't really talk about. We have a whole episode mm. on Nage Waza. Oh, we do. Though. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. So go reference that for uh, <laughs> for you guys. I like to wanna, if like... I'm trying to remember all seven of them because sometimes it's like, oh, which ones did I already say? Mm -hmm. I like to think of. A Temiwaza and Doriwaza kind of next to each other because okay. it's like you're making contact either by hitting yeah. them or yeah. grabbing okay. them. And then you have um, Hadoki, which is like, oh, no, they grabbed me. How do I escape? And mm -hmm. then past there is like you have Ikkyo or uh, Kyowaza and Nagewaza as mm -hmm. like techniques that, oh, no, they're continuing to grab me. I didn't escape. And then from there you have pinning. And then Bukiwaza is kind of Floats on flows throughout there. So mm -hmm. it's kind of – but but it's like a kind of like – Follows the similar spectrum uh -huh, uh -huh, in, uh -huh. in a sense. The progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's mm. a good way to think about it. Yeah. That's the, that's the trunk of the tree. Yeah, the tree. I, put, <laughs> I put Hodoki Waza on the other side of the of uh, Atemi Waza and Dori Waza. Huh. Interesting. Right? Because it's like the grab, then I have to free myself from the grab. I would put it, you know. I'm going to put that, I'll put that graphic up Doesn't on uh, uh, Facebook, actually, that that tree that we oh, talked yeah, about yeah. last time. Because yeah. I put it on Patreon, but um, I didn't put it on. I'll put it on Facebook yeah. so everybody can see it. Yeah. So anyway, they, yeah, we talked about this last time, but there's a tree, and each of these three things represents part of the tree, the roots, the trunk, the, the, the canopy. And so we have talked about the roots and the trunk, and next, next week we'll talk about the canopy, which is the good stuff, which is like the, the good stuff, man, and it's sure hard to talk yeah, about. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like this again, and I've said it three times now, but I feel like this is the the Kumiuchi is where people spend the most time, and maybe also have like the least understanding of, you know. I mean, maybe they also have a, like. I think we also have a very limited understanding of Aiki because we never get there. 
because um, we don't spend a lot of time dealing with it. But so I don't know if uh, the, I think I think this is um, so the the trunk of the tree is an interesting place to put the kumiuchi. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I, I've always drawn and painted and stuff, and, and I've taken, lo- taken lots of art classes in, in college and, and, and high school. And um, uh, I remember, and I think this was junior high, actually, I was taking a class, and um, our teacher was one of those real hippy-dippy kinds, you know, and, and uh, uh, she was, she, yeah, they're, they're right, actually. Uh, and, and she took us out, and she had us draw a bunch of trees, and just, just draw. Okay, and then she took us outside, and then look at the trees, and draw the trees. And then... She said, okay, now look at the trees and look at what the biggest part of the tree is. And I started realizing how fucking big the top of the tree is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now look, go look at a little kid like a five-year-old. Go look at their drawings of trees. There'll be huge trunks. With little tiny bushes on yeah, top. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think it's because the trunk is something we can latch onto. It's real. It's right it's there. Real. I can solid. solid. I can grab I can it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, whereas the other thing, it's like we just kind of, it's so big it's that we there. just kind of glaze over well, it. Well, and a lot of times, uh, you know, you don't look up. Right, right. You know, so for you, if, if you're here, you know, just forward, look, like you may not even notice right. that there's stuff up there. Yeah. And 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 the canopy is where all the beauty and and where the fruit comes from, and where the life, where the energy is drawn into the tree. And now I sound like a hippie, but but it's it's really where all the awesome yeah. stuff's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. But we have a tendency to overly focus on the trunk, the trunk right. and I think that's the drawing is that way for the same reasons. It's like. Here's the trunk. That's the most important part of the tree, right? And it's like, no, it might seem like it is, <laughs> yeah. but but the roots in the in the canopy are equally, equally if not right, more important right, more parts more, of the yeah. tree. Yeah. The trunk just gives you the lumber. Build your house or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um All right, well, it, I think that was a pretty good uh takedown of it. You got any other questions or you know? If you have questions, you can to re- listeners to the listeners yes yeah yes yeah. <laughs> if you if any of you guys have questions um you can reach out to us on facebook um under aikido discussed or on our patreon um i'm not sure if you have to be a member to ask a question on there but um but uh either I don't know way if you do or not either actually um you should uh reach out to us um and speaking of that you should become a patron if you like this podcast and if you've been enjoying it um we do do it for free so um you can throw us a dollar every month and we would love that and someday never uh there might be (laughs) some cool stuff coming (laughs) your way damn well no because he knew he was gonna get shit for it the second i wanted to get out in front of it the the thought is still there very much so of getting uh stuff out to people um as a way to say say thank you extra something other than just the podcast (laughs) Because that's what you're supposed to do for patrons. Like patrons, they're special. They give special stuff. You know what these... What, we, you know, get, we get nothing. We give them nothing. You know what we are giving them? I'm looking at these... Shout out. We give them shout out. Well, that. And um, they make me say things. <laughs> oh. Oh. We've got some new things, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I love right. it. I love it. All right. More than go. one. So let's go ahead and... This is great. Let's go this ahead and make our patrons. I'm ready. Y'all I'm ready. shitheads. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much to Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Protector of Ducks, Comouth, yeah, yeah. Chris Great Holy and Divine Car. All <laughs> praises to it. True. Nick White Belt Bullman, Brad V, Yarrow, mm. you suck the Christmas poo poo madrona. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, El Terrible, Brooke Ferragamo, 
Ben Shelley sells she- seashells by the seashore. <laughs> God damn it! Yes! Yes! I was, I was so close. Well, that was magnificent. Shelley sells seashells, seashells by the by seashore. seashore. Aldrich. Thanks, Ben. Thanks. Uh, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordon, Scott Burns, Dave Dewberry, Sension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Michael Heed, O'Con Ayrton, Mark Chinchis, Randy Stewart, Thomas Polino, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Friends Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Cito, Matt Mumford, Jim, My Karma Ran Over Your Dogma, Gallant, Matt Riley, Jim, Iron Monkey Sullivan, uh, Grant Templin, and Lenny Acuna. Ooh. Beautiful. That Beautiful. Was great. It's crazy that I can say all those names without messing them up, but then, then you put she sells seashells by the seashore <laughs> is difficult for me. Also, I love the holy car. That's a yeah. that's a pullback that's to that uh, the car yeah. worshiping. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was Beautiful. a weird day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently so. Okay. Um, tip of the week. Tip of the week. Um, how do you look at? Kumiuchi, what's Kumiuchi to you? Like, what what are the categories of things that that you are looking at with it? If you were to break up your forms or whatever it is that you find yourself spending, because I, I would guess that it's probably under Kumiuchi if that's what you're spending your time doing. How what what pieces are in there? What are you looking at? What's the most important struggle methods that you are practicing, and why? And why? And why? That's always. Yeah, how I mean, how do they hook up with each other? You know, what? How does one bump into the next? Bump well, there's a Christmas party, and then uh, there's some punch. That's and right, and then things get crazy. <laughs> Kiyowaza gets next to Nagawaza. It's like a like your dress, Nagawaza. Josh Those puts his two. tie around his head, and it's all over. <laughs> Josh is wears it like a banana. Josh is scooting up next to Hidoki Waza. Hey there. I'm like, hey, have you met Kiyowaza? <laughs> All right, um, that's going to be it. That's, we're done. We're done. Nagewaza, Kyowaza, and Hidokiwaza walk into a bar. That's right. Nope. See you next week. Oh, bye.